the N-word is under attack, Khalil. It is under attack. Who attacking it? Who's attacking it? You're asking me? Yeah. You ask me? Look. Tell me about it. The person, or no, the entity responsible, right, for this grievous entity. assault is, mm-hmm. is an entity that we know, and, and I don't want to say love, but we know very intimately, right? It, this, okay. this force undergirds our very existence. And that force is capitalism, Clue. It's fucking capitalism. All right. No, to stay with me. I know it sounds crazy. All right. If you will, if you will allow me to guide you, uh-huh. let, let's put on our our our, our tinfoil do rags for a second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's Absolutely. just let let let's 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 dive in. Okay. And let's let's digest this claim because I'm I'm telling you I'm telling you that there's a method to my madness. All right. Yeah. Because I mean, capitalism gave birth to the N word, and I'm trying to figure out why you saying that it actually. It's trying to kill it. At well, this look, moment. I don't think it's trying to kill it. I think it's it's trying to st- like like the Indians, right? It is trying to take Ooh, it back okay. from us. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So look. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tin, tin foil do rag on. Okay. Yep. So tie that real tight. Remember earlier I said the N word is magic. Mm-hmm. Why is it magic? Okay. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of social context to it right there's a lot of uh uh, weight behind it but i'm not necessarily talking about that i'm talking about one simple aspect of it which accounts for a large or at least what i believe is a large you know amount of attention uh afforded to it by look i didn't want to say it but white people honestly it's it's why Mm -hmm. white people are so obsessed with it and that is there are rules to that shit there are rules okay and as we know white people fucking love rules all right. They love following them. They love they they love them some rules. And look, the rule is love making. Yeah, the rule is very simple. Okay? You know, mm-hmm. people of demonstrable black descent can say the word. Mm-hmm. People who aren't can't say True. the word, right? That, that that's, that's the rule. But as we know, there are exceptions to every rule. Okay? Absolutely. There are exceptions to every rule. And look, I I'm divided on the exception for the, for the most part for exceptions, you know, and, and, and by exceptions, non-white people saying the or non-black people saying the, the N word. Um, I think that under certain circumstances, it's all right. If it's in the comfort of your own home. Right. I say <laughs> that there are individuals out there who might not be melanin adjacent. Right. But who right. are kindred enough or who are important enough to an, a, a black individual that that the use of that word amongst them right in that sort of private bubble is okay provided that it doesn't leak out right provided that it it it, it doesn't affect or 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 hit, don't hurt nobody right like as right. If, if there's somebody around who is not privy to that relationship that you have don't use it right it, it at that point it comes down to if that person is aware enough or a good enough person to, to, to wield that power, that great power, you know what I mean? And so I think, I think on a personal level, that's all right. Okay. But, okay. You know, I, that is completely up to whoever is assigning those privileges, but you Mm -hmm. know, absolutely. The question I think is, you know, if, if, if you're talking about personal N word privileges, um, Mm -hmm. How does that work or does it work in the public perception, right? And by public, I mean any arena 
that is, you know, uh, that, that that's public facing, right? That any arena that that using using that word or using like a a a uh, uh, specifically tied uh, um, uh, aspect of blackness, right? For 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 any kind of capital gain or any kind of like social clout, you know what I mean? Um, if 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 you if you're uh, if your persona, if your public persona benefits from the exploitation of, you know, uh, uh, the black experience is, 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 is what, right. is what, what I'm, I'm envisioning when I say, you know, public exception, right? Yeah. So you don't want to see any white, random white person popping off with a Jerry right. curl. Exactly. I don't know why the Jerry curl popped in hey, my head, but listen, that's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay. You know, it is the, the, the Jerry curl does strange things to, to different people. I, I'm not going to hold that right. against you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, who gets who get who decides that? Who decides who gets to say it in public and who get who and benefit off of a black identity or adjacency to a black identity? And uh, you know, who who decides that some people, other people don't get to do it, right? And and right. The answer to that question is clearly the public, right? It's the public uh, 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 perception. The public decides in some way, whether it's, whether it's, 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 uh, explicit, you know, or, or implicit, however, however you want to, uh, uh, classify it. Right. They, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they get to, uh, decide. Okay. But who guides the public? Absolutely. Uh, that is a good question. The, the capitalist dogs, baby. Oh, those capitalist dogs. I'm telling you the capitalist dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come, come with me a little bit further, all right? Okay. We take off, take off the the tinfoil uh, uh, do rag, right? Okay. And now we're gonna put on a detective hat, okay? Because I'm, I got okay. I have a a a, a a a thought experiment, okay? Okay. Wait, hold up, hold all up, right? right. What's Can up? I put my detective hat on top of my tinfoil do rag? You, you may. Know, that's how you I used may. to rock it. You may. You oh, may. okay. Yes. Yes, indeed. Putting that on. Yes, indeed. So, all right. Let's say that that you are you. Um, it's your first day, okay? And I say, listen, my first you know, day. We, there, there's, there's this N-word case that I really need you to, to, to be in on, okay? I got three files here, mm-hmm. okay? Each file has right. the, the photo of a, uh, of a rapper, right? A rap artist on it, all male, okay? These mm-hmm. rappers are Lil Pump, Takeshi Six Nine, and Eminem. All right. And I say to you, I say, I, uh, along along with those along with those photos, okay, um, is a copy of their record, right? So okay, you know, so I got the rap sheet. Yeah, you, uh, no pun intended. You got the rap sheet. Gotcha. Okay. So you, every their discography, everything they've done, their their, their mm-hmm. upbringing, um, you know, the, their friends, that that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, their, their accomplishments, their their their. Uh, any anything that's that they've done that's benefited the the black community, okay? Right. So, I gi- I give you all of that, and I say, listen. Out of these three people, two of them, despite you know, and I, I might not have mentioned this, uh, but you you might already know it implicitly. All mm-hmm. three of those people are of non-black heritage, right? I think right. Lil Pump, to some degree. Uh, it's arguable that he has some Afro like Cuban roots, but like he says that it has been verified. So I'm going to say no. Okay. So okay. anyway, I say two out of those three people are allowed mm-hmm. or, or say the N word 
without any repercussions. The public accepts that they say the N word. Okay. And I, and I, mm-hmm. and I tell you to figure out which, which two out of the three, I don't, I don't reason. I can't reasonably see how you as a detective wouldn't at least include Eminem in the two. In the two that you, you no, come Eminem with. is a given. You know what I mean? That, I, that was right. a guarantee. Exactly. Exactly. But he doesn't say it. It's Lil Pump and Takeshi69. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to M. I mean, M, M is sort of a problematic uh, uh, um, choice for this, but, but I, yeah, I got a reason for it. Absolutely. Okay? So, all right. Let's say that I'm so impressed with 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 your work as the as the detective even though even though you guessed wrong even though you said m&m okay right i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and i tell you you, look look okay so the n-word case was one thing but you know i have another case i have a case of um you know of blackness right Mm -hmm. i need you to help me figure out um which one of these two women okay Mm -hmm. and 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 you get you get a file with with two women on it right right ariana grande and Rachel Dolezal. All right. Now I say to you, both of these women apply. Now it's not full blackface, so I'm not going to say blackface. Right. I'm going to say uh, something like a dusting, mm-hmm. right? A dusting of blackface, right? Not not full, just you know, light. Both of these women, and the public right. only accepts one. You know. And I, I slide along with the, uh, uh, the the details of, of each individual, right? So for for Ariana Grande, I, I, what are her credentials? I think she is um, like fucking Italian or something. Right. And uh, she was a Disney Channel star, child mm-hmm. actor. Okay. Um, and she, what, she dated Big Sean one time, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. And she's, yeah, she's a pop star. Okay. Right. Then we've got Rachel Dolezal, okay, who isn't a child actor um no. is just a weird white woman who grew up uh i want to say working class i don't think she was i don't think she was rich at all no not at um all. and i think she, um you know i'm actually gonna pause um, real quick to figure mm-hmm. out where um this exactly but i think she actually graduated from a um uh, an hbcu if that's if if i'm correct here um I'm looking right here. She, her education uh, was, yeah, Howard. She did her MFA at Howard. Wow. Yeah, she did her MFA at Howard. Okay. <sighs> did her MFA at, at Howard. You know, if <laughs> if if you're not fully aware with Rachel, she she pretended to be a, a black woman for mm-hmm. quite a bit, for quite quite a long time. She even wrote a uh, a memoir about her racial identity. Okay. Right. So not she's not an angel, but she she graduated from Howard. You know what I mean? She, mm-hmm. if we're going to compare the two women, okay, both of them, uh, in 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 Rachel Dolezal's case, explicitly, in Ariana Grande's case, implicitly, have pretended to be black women. And in all seriousness, Rachel Dolezal probably came into more contact with and understands black identity and black culture better than Ariana Grande ever yeah, I did. Mean, she was a chapter president for the NAACP. Yes. Yes, exactly. Which, right. right. And I were and 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 given that information, right? Who would you pick as the one who is societally 
you know, accepted for, for donning a dusting of blackface. I, I really right? wish she hadn't claimed to be black, but and then these are still we're I mean, we're in prob- problematic territory. Right. So right. Uh, sure, race, sure. racial dozal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the point the point is and, and I, I, I promised I was going to get to M. I'll go. Ba- I'll, I'll jump yeah. back to M. I think Tell me about that, it. you know, so so the, the, the through line for all of these. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, these examples is that in every respect, the individual who the, the, the non-black individual who, who is saying the N word or is in some way, you know, uh, 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 mimicking or, or exploiting a piece of, of black identity for, for gain um, is backed by capital, is backed by the big writ, uh, uh, record mm-hmm. company or uh, what have oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And the difference with M is that, like, he came in, when he came into the game, it was heavily dominated by a lot of gangster rap, right? Mm-hmm. So his his wedge into the system was, you know, hey, look at me, I'm like a kooky white guy, you know what I mean? And that was that was his appeal, right? It wouldn't it wouldn't have made sense for him to start uh, using the N word. And I guess um, what what I really wanted to get at, right, is the fact that um, the N word is under attack. Blackness as a commodity is is becoming more and more of a thing. And and as things get worse for us in this country, mm-hmm. you know, uh, black adjacency is be, is going to become more and more valuable as as a marketing tool. Right. That's right. it's like a signifier of coolness, of, of, of authenticity. But I think this leaves us with the question of what can we do about it? Right. And I have an answer. The answer is absolutely nothing. We have <laughs> lost. OK, <laughs> the capital is one. This the, we are not everybody. All the all the people on Earth are not long for this world. Right. OK, because it's just it's going to consume everything. And oh. for that reason. OK, I have I have an idea. Right. If the the, the battle for the N word has has is lost here. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that is that fight echoing or raging in any other form of reality? And I'd say it. I'd say there is. OK. Mm-hmm. I say the fictional realm, all right? The fictional realm needs a hero like us, needs a a a uh, a, 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 a black caucus, right? A, a right. bar, an N-word bar association, Absolutely. right? To, to head the capitalist dogs off at the pass by either, you know, by passing judgment on fictional characters, okay, ahead of time. Beat, so we- Beat so, them at their own game beat them to the punch right they haven't right. they haven't come out and, and said it yet right like mm-hmm. they haven't had fucking mega man come out and and use the n-word yet as a as a a, a reboot oh, like a gritty right? reboot a re- yeah a reboot. i can see that yeah a gritty reboot absolutely they, they haven't done that yet and we're gonna stop them we're gonna stop them from doing that by doing it ourselves right i say that every week we uh we get a list of of some fictional characters and we pass judgment on whether or not they should be allowed to say the n-word or apply you know a dusting of blackface full blackface whatever whatever they want right we we (laughs) yes exactly we take back the n-word ourselves two dumb black nerds (laughs) yeah okay like us we we become the final authority on fictional characters i was made to be an authority figure on this subject alone no other subject amazing so so you're in then you're in Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So first order of business, mm-hmm. first character, you know, Wally from Disney and Pixar's Wally movie. Absolutely. 
he can say it. Everybody, welcome to the End Pass, the the most important show with black people in it since Flavor of Love. I'm your host Cam. Um, you might know me on the streets as ADPP. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, my boy Khalil. What up? Now, what up? What look, up? Khalil. Yes, sir. Sixteen plus minutes into the show, and we are now just introducing ourselves in the name of the show. <laughs> But look, absolutely. I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. You want to mm-hmm. know why? CPT, baby. Yeah. Color people. I mean, color people time. It's color people time. Color people time. You know, you know what that means? That means, look, fuck time. Fuck mm-hmm. time. We don't care about time. The, the white man's sand, I call it. All right. Mm-hmm. Th- that just, right. just falls through, falls through my fingers. Okay. I just, I don't, I don't pay attention to it at all. Really. If I can help it. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to build a found. You can't build a foundation on sand. I'm not going to build my house on it. Look, it's nothing to me. I step on it. All right. I was born late. I've been late and I'm going to die late. Absolutely. It's, just, it's how it's going to be. Absolutely. If, if you ain't about it, get out the way. Yep, of course. 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on when you're listening to this listener, um, we are in a contest. Okay. Now the contest says that uh, the the show has to be can only be 30 grains of white man sand uh we have already burned quite a bit of that so we're gonna have to fly through uh the actual uh end pass awards or rejections uh so without further ado let's get into it let's go We got Sonic. Oh, that's your boy. We got Sonic. Go ahead. Speak on him. We got Sonic. Look. Oh. Anybody who tells me, okay, that Sonic ain't mm-hmm. white. <laughs> they both face live. Give them my number. <laughs> give them my number, bro. Okay. Right. Look at this man's. Look at the way. Look, not only his stance. Okay, let's 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 break huh. down his fit. Okay. Let's okay. let's break down the, the way he, he he looks. And I'm going to do something that's unprecedented, unprecedented in this show. Okay. And pretty much everything's unprecedented because it's the first episode, right. but still. All right. Yeah. I'm going to, nah. I'm going to pull up Breaking another bears. character. Okay. Another character mm-hmm. in that Sonic universe. Name Knuckles. Name Knuckles. He's the man that everybody knows. No, Knuckles. Now everybody, knew everybody knows Knuckles. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. if listener at home, please do this. Please look at these characters. Sonic, the, Sonic the Hedgehog and Knuckle the Echidna. He, he, he right. my echidna is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, look, 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 preach. Look, l- let's start. Let's start with the hands. Let's start with the hands. All let's right. Start with the hands. Mm-hmm. Look at Sonic's hands. Look at Knuckles hands. What do you notice? The gloves, bro. The gloves. Right. OK, let's let, gloves. let's look. Let's look at Knuckles. Knuckles, who mm-hmm. is is a black. He, if he's not a black man, he's at least Latinx. 
Okay. He's, he's, he's on the spectrum somewhere. Now, mm-hmm. Knuckles is, is, is he about that life, right? He, he is mm-hmm. trained to go at any second. He ready for me. You know how I know that? Pause the that. goddamn spikes on his gloves. Okay. And let me, let me further specify the gloves. All right. Mm-hmm. They're boxing gloves. Okay. Absolutely. This man is not, he, he is not interested in doing anything that requires uh, moving or operating his digits at no, all. No, he ain't got no fingers in the No, digits. nothing. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hold his firstborn. He doesn't want to, no. he doesn't want <laughs> to okay. hold hands. He doesn't want to, he doesn't even, my man doesn't even want a game. Okay. My man wants to, he wants to go. Okay. He wants to right. fight. He's got the spikes mm-hmm. on. Okay. He's ready for any challenge provided that that he challenge, what, you know, is going to attack him. Okay. He can't do anything. Again, I can't stress enough how many practical things he cannot do with his gloves. Okay. Now let's, let's switch to Sonic. Okay. Sonic has just these white I would say golfing gloves. Okay, he you can uh, you can see every digit. They are they're they're form fitting. They they're slim to the hand. Okay, these mm-hmm. these are the type of gloves that you put on after you finish signing like some sort of waiver to demolish Section Eight housing somewhere. Okay, <laughs> this is this is some rich ass motherfucking gloves. Okay, those those are his grandfather's grinding gloves. A hundred percent. Okay. And right. and if you look at the way that he he's he's built, right? Like his character model, he mm-hmm. has um his arms, the arms that lead into the gloves are fucking white. They're white. Right. They are white arms. Okay. That look straight. Look at in. Knuckles. Okay. Knuckles is entire vibe. He's red. He is red. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got red arms. So- which which says he to does. me that this is a creature who is not, who might be anthropomorphic but isn't isn't human right he doesn't he's not mm-hmm. uh he he is not a man in a suit okay right. now you also now let's go back to sonic you look at sonic his stomach is 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 white right right the the rest of him is blue and mm-hmm. you know what let's let's follow a natural progression here all right let's 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 go with the foot the foot gear all right what do we have on Sonic? First of all, we got ankle socks. Ankle socks, bro. Let's let's them socks. Are thick let, as let's fuck. go to Knuckles. Does he have any socks showing? Hell no, because Knuckles no. is a real G. All right, he's a neat. He know he knows how to wear his, his exactly. Shoes. He don't he don't need socks. Okay, Mm-mm. let's go to the shoes. Look look mm-hmm. at Sonic's shoes. Those are those aren't kicks. Those are those are those are pilgrim shoes those are pilgrim <laughs> stompers bro he's got the he's got the 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 air force plymouth rocks on okay <laughs> he's got like right. and, and he has a fucking buckle on the, them shits just a gold buckle if that wasn't enough that wasn't you enough know them me by of course new balance new balance <laughs> new balance is shit right right let's go let's go to knuckles knuckles is so tied to the game Khalil, he's so tied to the game that mm-hmm. he doesn't have laces. He doesn't have no. buckles. He has My man's an iron plate screwed <laughs> into the top of his shoes so he can't get out without hardware. Okay. No. He needs hardware to remove his shoes. All right. When he's done for the day, he, he has to go into the garage. Right. All right. He's he's yeah. not get his tools exactly. out. Exactly. 
Get the power drill. Get it. Get exactly. Off. He ain't leaving. All right. And nah. look, Knuckles. He, he he's got he's got red and he's got some yellow in it, right? But there but there's not right. a lot of red in there. Look at look mm-hmm. at Sonic shoes. Sonic Sonic shoes are entirely red. They're entirely red. I think mm-hmm. there's a white strap on the top of it, but that's not part of the actual. That's not the 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 shoe itself, right? That's an extra piece that's on it. Okay, mm-hmm. all red. I I will bet you that 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 fucking red. That is the Sonic is is a colonizer. That red, mm-hmm. that red is it the the blood of indigenous people has oh, so, has soaked his people. footwear red ones ones yep. that he can easily take off if 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 the going gets tough all right I feel so strongly about this all right Sonic is what I like to call an incredibly Caucasiatically coded character. Okay, through and through. You can't look at look the green eyes. Come on, bro. You can't look at Sonic and tell me that he isn't supposed to be anything else but a white man. I I can't believe you ain't said the the strongest part about this argument. Look at his hair. hair. How could I forget? Look at his hair, hair, dog. Knuckles has got the 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 waka flocka dreads going. All right, right. And we've got and Sonic has the um. God, it, it almost looks like Phoenix Wright or something. Like he's got like the slick right. back uh, uh, lawyer hair. This man is using hair mousse every single 100%. day. A hundred percent. Doubling down on A hundred percent. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Look, Sonic is a colonizer. Does mm-hmm. not get it. Knuckles, no. however, Knuckles, Knuckles gets the pass. Knuckles is in. Knuckles, Knuckles is, is in. in. Knuckles is in. Sonic, sorry. He's not doing it. Not doing it for me. Knuckles comes through and your mama is already making him a plate because that's that's her oh, baby. Oh, she's right like, there. oh Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Sonic, you just get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just that, that boy again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Watch yourself around him. No. Look, Sonic, Sonic, sorry, no. man. Sonic is can- not only does he not get it, he's canceled in my eyes. Yeah. Sonic is done. Nah. Right? Welcome. Finish with that. Uh-huh. All right. Let's get on. I'm pretty what, sure. Let's go, what's up? I'm pretty sure Sonic. I'm pretty sure canonically Sonic worked with the feds. Yeah, too. Sonic is working with the feds for sure. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. He's dry snitching on every single one of them woodland creatures. Every right. single one. All right. Okay. 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 What's going on, everybody? It's Cam reporting in. Uh, you're probably wondering where the last like three to four minutes of show went. And I would say to you that that is an excellent question because I would like to know myself. Somewhere along the lines, it looks like the audio got corrupted and I was not able to retrieve those last couple minutes of show, um, which is why I am recording this to you now. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that it was an absolute blast to record something like this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, both Khalil and myself are really excited to see everyone's reactions. Uh, we hope the response is good. If you really did enjoy the show please give us a vote um so that we can keep making more of this stupid stupid shit uh that we love so much um if you want to follow khalil uh, on social media he's on twitter um his handle is at 24 sun so that's uh at uh, the number two the number four t-h-s-o-n so go ahead and uh, show him some love and thank you once again for listening 
well since you asked kindly Where he been behind the mask who can't find me You're blind and the wines don't leave your mind blown When he shine with the nine he's a rhinestone Cowboy No, 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 no. Support for this American piss comes from MailChimp. From MailChimp. Mail. Came. Chimp. More than 7 million businesses around the world use a MailChimp to send emails, newsletters, and deliver high fives. MailChimp. Send better email. Very nice. I use MailChimp. You do. I love it. Hello. This is a prepaid collect call from Island Franklin. An inmate at Florida Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. To refuse charges, thank you for using T-Medic. You may start the conversation now. From Buzzcast and WBZZ Miami, it's This American Piss. to this American Piss, a guided meditation ASMR podcast that will put even the shyest bladder at ease. We do it with a story told each week. So sit back, relax, close your eyes, and enjoy. Take a deep breath and imagine yourself on Tatooine. The sun's burned down out of a cloudless blue sky, washing the vast desert wastes of the planet in brilliant white light. The resultant glare rose off the flat, sandy surface in a wet shimmer of blistering heat to fill the gaps between the massive cliff faces and solitary outcroppings of the mountains that were the planet's sole distinguishing feature. Sharply etched, the monoliths stood like sentinels keeping watch in a watery haze. When the pod racers streaked past, engines roaring with ferocious hunger and relentless drive, The heat of the light seemed to shatter and the mountains themselves tremble. Anakin Skywalker leaned into the curve of the raceway that took him past the stone arch marking the entry into Beggar's Canyon on the first lap of the run, easing the thruster bars forward, giving the engines a little more juice. The wedge-shaped rockets exploded with power, the right a tad harder than the left, banking the pod in which Anakin sat sharply left to clear the turn. Swiftly, he adjusted the steering to straighten the racer, boosted power further, and shot through the arch. Loose sand whiplashed in the wake of his passing, filling the air with a gritty sheen, whirling and dancing through the heat. He ripped into the canyon, fingers playing across the controls, hands steady on the steering. It was also quick, so instantaneous. One mistake, one misjudgment, and he would be out of the race and lucky if you weren't dead. That was the thrill of it. All the power, all that speed, just at his fingertips and no margin for error. Two huge turbines dragged a fragile pod over sandy flats around jagged edged mountains, 
down shadowed draws and over heart-wrenching drops in a series of twisting, winding curves and jumps at the greatest speed a driver could manage. Control cables ran from the pod to the engines and the energy binders locked the engines to each other. If any part of those three struck something solid, the whole of the assembly would collapse in a splintering of metal and a fiery wash of rocket fuel. If any part broke free, it was all over. A grin split Anakin's young face as he injected a bit more power into the thrusters. Ahead, the canyon narrowed and the shadows deepened. Anakin bore down on the slit of brightness that opened back onto the flats, keeping low to the ground where passage was widest. If he stayed high, he risked brushing the cliff faces on either side. That had happened to Rega in a race last month, and they were still looking for the pieces. It would not happen to him. He shoved the thruster bars forward and exploded through the gap onto the flats, engines screaming. Sitting in the pod with his hands on the controls, Anakin could feel the vibration of the engines travel up the control cables and fill them with their music. Wrapped in his rough-made jumpsuit, his racing helmet, his goggles, and his gloves, he was wedged so closely in his seat that he could feel the rush of the wind across the pod skin beneath him. When he raced like this, he was never simply the driver of a pod racer, never just an additional part. Rather, he was at one with the whole, and engines, pod, and he were bound together in a way that he could not entirely explain. Each shimmy, each throb, each tug and twist of strut and tie were apparent to him, and he could sense at any given moment exactly what was happening throughout the length and breadth of his racer. It spoke to him in his own language, a mix of sounds and feelings. And though it did not use words, he could understand everything it said. Sometimes he thought dreamily. He could sense what it would say before it even spoke. A flash of gleaming orange metal shot past him on his right, and he watched the distinctive split X of Sebulba's engines flare out before him, taking away the lead he had just seized through an unusually quick start. His brow wrinkled in disgust at himself for his momentary lapse of concentration and his dislike of the other racer. All gangly and crook-legged, Sebulba was as twisted inside as out, dangerous adversary who won often and took delight in doing so at the expense of others. The Doug had caused more than a dozen crashes of other pod racers in the past year alone, and his eyes glinted with wicked pleasure when he recounted the tales to others on the dusty streets of Mos Espa. Anakin knew Sebulba well, and knew better than to take chances with him. He rode the thruster bars forward, fed fresh power to the engines, and rocketed forward. It didn't help, he supposed, as he watched the distance between them narrow, that he was only human, or much worse, that he was the only human to ever drive in the pod races. The ultimate test of skill and daring on Tatooine, and the favorite spectator sport of the citizens of Mos Espa. It was supposed to be beyond the skill and capability of any human. Multiple arms and multi-hinged joints, stock eyes, heads that swiveled 180 degrees, and bodies that twisted if boneless gave advantages to other creatures that humans could not even begin to overcome, 
much like our shy bladders and problems peeing. The most famous racers, the best of a rare breed, were strangely shaped, complexly formed beings with a penchant for taking risks that bordered on insanity. But Anakin Skywalker, while nothing like these, was so intuitive in his understanding of the skills required by his sport and so comfortable with its demands that his lack of these other attributes seemed to not matter at all. It was a source of some mystery to everyone and a source of disgust and growing irritation to Sebulba in particular. Last month in another race, the wily Doug had tried to run Anakin into a cliff face. He had failed only because Anakin sensed him coming up from behind and underneath. An illegal razor saw extended to sever Anakin's right steelton control cable, and Anakin lifted away to safety before the saw could do any damage. His escape cost him the race, but allowed him to keep his life. It was a trade he was still angry at having been forced to make. The racers whipped through columns of ancient statuary and across the floor of the arena erected on the edge of Mos Espa. They swept under the winner's arch, past row upon row of seats crammed with spectators cheering them on, past pit droids, repair stations, and the box where the huts watched in isolated splendor above the commoners. From an overlook in a tower centered on the arch, the two-headed Troig, who served as an announcer, would be shouting their names and positions to the crowd. Anakin allowed himself a momentary glimpse of blurred figures that were left behind so fast they might have been nothing more than a mirage. His mother, Shmi, would be among them, worrying as she always did. She hated watching him drive in the pod races, but she couldn't help herself. She never said so, but he thought she believed that simply by being there, she couldn't keep him from coming to harm. It had worked so far. He had crashed twice and failed to finish even once, but after more than half a dozen races, he was unharmed. And he liked having her there. It gave him a strange sort of confidence in himself he didn't like to think about too closely. Besides, what choice did he have in the matter? He raced because he was good at it. Watto knew he was good at it, and whatever Watto wanted of him, he would do. That was the price you paid when you were a slave. And Anakin Skywalker had been a slave all of his life. Arch Canyon rose beyond the deep before him, an expanse of rock leading to Jag Crag Gorge, a twisting channel the racers were required to navigate on their way to the high flats beyond. Sebulba was just ahead, rocketing low and tight across the ground, trying to put some distance between Anakin and himself. Behind Anakin, close now, were three other racers spread out against the horizon. A quick glance revealed Mahonic, Gascano, and Rimkar trailing in a stage in a strange bubble pot. All three were gaining. Anakin started to engage his thrusters, then drew back. They were too close to the gorge. Too much power there, and he would be in trouble. Response time in the channel was compacted down to almost nothing. It was better to wait. Mahonic and Gascano seemed to agree, settling their pods into place behind his as they approached the split in the rock. But Rimkar was not content to wait and roared past Anakin split seconds before they entered the cleft and disappeared into the darkness. Anakin leveled out his pod, lifting slightly from the rock-strewn floor of the channel, letting his memory and his instincts take him down the winding cut. When he raced, everything around him slowed down rather than sped up. It was different than you'd expect. Rock and sand 
and shadows flew past the wild mix of patterns and shapes. And he could still see so clearly. All of the details seemed to jump out at him as if illuminated by exactly what should make them so difficult to distinguish. He could almost close his eyes and drive, he thought. He was so much in tune with everything around him, that much aware of where he was. He eased swiftly down the channel, catching glimpses of Rimkar's engine's exhaust as they flashed crimson in the shadows. Far, far overhead, the sky was a brilliant blue streak down the center of the mountain, sending a frail streamer of light into the gap that lost brilliance with every meter it dropped, so that by the time it reached Anakin and his fellow racers, it barely cut the dark. Yet Anakin was at peace, lost deep within himself as he drove his pod, bonded with his engines, given over to the throb and hum of his racer and the soft velvet dark that folded about. When they emerged into the light once more, Anakin jammed the thruster bars forward and streaked after Sebulba. Mahanik and Gascano were right behind. Ahead, Rimkar had caught Sebulba and he was trying to edge past. The lanky Doug lifted his split X inches slightly to scrape against Rimkar's pod, but Rimkar's rounded shell eased smoothly away, unaffected. Side by side, the racers tore across the high flats, headed for Meta Drop. Anakin closed in on them, drawing away from Mahonik and Gascano. People said that what they wanted about Watto, and there was plenty to say that wasn't good, but he had an eye for pod racers. The big engines jumped obediently as Anakin fed fuel into the thrusters, and in split seconds, he was drawing alongside Sebulba's split X. They were even when they reached Metadrop and rocketed and tumbled straight down. The trick with drops, as every racer knew, was to gather enough speed going down to gain time over your opponents, but not so much speed that the racer could pull out of the drop and level below again before it nosedive into the rocks below. So when Sebulba pulled out early, Anakin was momentarily surprised. Then he felt the backwash of the split X engines hammer into his pod. The treacherous Doug had only looked as if he would pull out and instead had lifted away and then deliberately fishtailed atop both Anakin and Rimkar, using his exhaust to slam them against the cliff face. Rimkar, caught completely by surprise, jammed his thruster bars forward in an automatic response that took him right into the mountain. Metal fragments of pod and engines careened away from the rock wall in a fiery shower leaving a long black scar along the ravaged surface. Anakin might have gone the same way, but for his instincts. Almost before he knew what he was doing, at the same instant he felt the backwash of Sebulba's engine slam into him, he lifted out of his own descent and away from the mountain, almost colliding with a surprised Sebulba, who veered off wildly to save himself. Anakin's sudden wrenching of his pod steering took him spinning into the midday, off course and out of control. He pulled back on the steering, eased off the thrusters, cut the fuel supply to the big engines, and watched the ground rise up to meet him in a rush of sand and reflected light. He struck the ground in a bone-wrenching skid that severed both control cables, the big engines flying off in two directions while the pod careened first left, then right, and then began to roll. Anakin could only brace himself inside, spinning and twisting in a royal of sand and heat, praying that he didn't wind up against an outcropping of rock. Metal shrieked in protest and dust filled his pod's interior. Somewhere off to his right, an engine exploded in a ground-shaking roar. 
Anakin's arms were stretched out to either side, keeping him squarely placed through the pummeling the pod experience as it continued to roll and then roll some more. Finally, it stopped, tilted wildly to one side. Anakin waited a moment, then lucided his restraining belt and crawled out. The heat of the desert rose to meet him, and the binding sunlight bore down through his goggles. Overhead, the last of the pod racers shrieked away into the blue horizons, engines whining and booming. Silence followed, deep and profound. Anakin glanced left and right at what remained of his engines, taking in the damage, assessing the work that it would need to operate again. He looked finally at his pod and grimaced. Watto would not be happy. But then, Watto seldom was. Anakin Skywalker sat down with his back against the ruined pod, gaining what small relief he could from its shadow in the glare of Tatooine's twin suns. A land speeder would be along in a few minutes to pick him up. Watto would be there to chew him out. His mother would be there to give him a hug and take him home. He wasn't satisfied with how things had turned out, but he wasn't discouraged either. He could have won the race if Sebulba had played fair. He could have won easily. He sighed and tipped back his helmet. One day soon, he would win a lot of races. Maybe even next year, when he reached the age of 10. Thanks for listening to This American Piss, as featured on BuzzTank. This American Piss is sponsored by Stamps.com. Stamps.com helps businesses avoid time-consuming trips to the post office. With Stamps.com, use your own computer and printer to print official U.S. postage for any letter or package, and then the mailman picks it up. No more wasting time going to the post office or wasting money on expensive postage meters. Right now, listeners of this podcast can use promo code BUZZTANK for a special offer, a four-week trial plus a digital scale and free postage. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone, and type in BUZZTANK. This American Piss is also supported by Audible, the best way to stay informed, inspired, and entertained. Discover the world's largest selection of audio titles anywhere, anytime, with a free Audible trial. Whether you want to tackle a new skill, focus on your health, go on an adventure, or anything in between. Discover new releases and time-tested classics. There's no better place to listen than Audible. Start your free 30-day Audible trial today and get an audiobook for free that you can keep forever with no strings attached at audible.com buzztank. This American Piss is brought to you today with support from LifeLock. Last year, there was a victim of identity theft every three seconds, which means a criminal could be spending your money or even selling your personal information on the dark web as we speak. Unfortunately, you can miss threats to securing your identity just by checking vague statements or monitoring your credit score. But there's a solution. LifeLock protects your identity against identity theft by constantly monitoring your credit for threats most people typically miss. And they alert you if they find something suspicious. If you were ever a victim of identity theft, a dedicated US-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it from start to finish. We should note that no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but LifeLock can help protect your personal information. 
Join now by going to lifelock.com forward slash buzztank to receive 25% off. This American Piss is also sponsored by Affleck. Most people don't realize their health insurance isn't designed to cover all of their medical expenses. Having Affleck helps you by providing an additional layer of financial protection, a safety net for unexpected medical bills, to help give you peace of mind when you're injured, which is when you really need that extra assistance, like money paid directly to you to cover all the things that health insurance doesn't cover. To see how to get help, visit Affleck.com slash BuzzTank and protect your financial future today. This American Piss is brought to you in part with support from Squarespace. Build a beautiful online presence and run your business using Squarespace. Squarespace's easy-to-use website creator will have you up and running in no time. Right now, they have a new feature, email campaigns. Email campaigns help you sell more with Squarespace and further serves to enhance your online identity with one platform that makes it easy to unify your brand without needing to know how to write even a single line of code. When you're ready to launch your website, use promo code BUZZTANK to save 10%. This American Piss is also supported by Rocket Mortgage. Finding a new home that fits your family's needs can be pretty tricky. Luckily, when it comes to finding a mortgage that fits your family needs, there's Rocket Mortgage. They provide the tools and expertise, making the financial aspects of buying a new home simple to understand, thanks to Rocket Mortgage's Home Buyer's Guide, which is loaded with helpful information. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash buzztank. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing provider. This was a BuzzCast Network production. Bow, bow, bow.